Hey foodies, are you ready to laugh? I laughed this entire conversation with actor, comedian, host, and creator of Ox Court Wars, Jay Dukes. This conversation was one that I was not ready for, but one that I needed. You don't want to miss this episode of There's Food in the House. And make sure you listen all the way to the end. If it's lit, then I'm signing up. I just knock them down, Adrian can line them up. If you search for real talk, then you're finding us. Thanks for reminding us. Ain't no wild shining us different. I know you're feeling something missing. Them shows only talk, they don't listen. You need something warm, like a hot meal from the south. Like a summer rain in a drought. Some real talk that can make a nigga proud. Thought outs out loud. We ain't doing it for the clout. That food for the soul. Gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast. We got food at the house. I'm just saying, though. We got food at the house. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Adrienne, your PR diva. We are coming to you live from There's Food in the House. You know, this is the podcast where you don't have to pick up anything else. Don't ask for anything else because we have food in the house. And today I am bringing you some funny, y'all. I am going to be chatting with host, comedian, actor, Jay Dukes, who has came into the house. Jay, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You hear the people screaming? Yes. We're going to put some people screaming in the back. Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay. 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 It's funny that the podcast is called There's Food in the House because it ain't no food here. Oh my gosh. I'm so hungry. So I need to go to the store or something. I'm going to need you to go find you some food. And I love that most times, like everybody that I have interviewed so far, always makes a reference to food. I love it. Oh, no, listen, it's nothing here. Uh, I used to eat out all the time. I've gotten better about cooking, though, because I'm trying to uh, watch my figure and not gain <laughs> the quarantine uh, 15. So it is what it is. Wait, is that a thing? The quarantine 15? Is that that's a thing what I, for That's what I've been hearing, that people have been blowing up. Well, I mean, I know they're blowing up, but I didn't know like there was an actual like number for the blow up. I think it just sounds better. It, it rhymes. But hey, I've I've been trying to keep it together because it'll get you if you just staring at the pantry and the refrigerator all day. But I'll tell you what, being broke helps. So I ain't getting. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Being broke definitely helps your diet. It does. It does. I can't even lie about that. That is the absolute truth of the matter. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how your background, and, and obviously you are one funny guy, so let's get into that. I love, love. So, a uh, background actually in radio. So, I went to Clapham University, majored in television and radio production, started working at a radio station locally um, in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Wait a pause. My family is in Greenville, South Carolina. Shout out to the fam, Upstate A64. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, hot hot 1073 jams. I was just like the young promotions dude, and you know it was just super cool to like just be around and and help out and learn different things in that aspect. And then I did a couple of things on air, but I really wanted to get to Atlanta, so my heart wasn't fully in 
to radio like that because I was like, man, if I get to Atlanta, I could I could possibly like be a rapper and then I could, you know, uh, start acting and everything like that. So I'm not going to lie, all through college until my sophomore year, I actually really wanted to be a rapper. I thought I was going to be the next really? Bow Wow. And not, not, Wait a minute, not the next Bow Wow. Oh, uh, what? Bow Wow is a legend to me. I don't care what nobody say. Y'all be hating on, listen, Shad or Shad or whoever Moss is, is, he's crazy. But Bow Wow in his prime is somebody you got to give their flowers to. Okay. And I, I think people gloss over that too much. And maybe because I'm 32, maybe it's a little too late to be still trying to put him on a pedestal. But uh, he, he deserves, he deserves some credit. You know? Well, do you watch The Masked Singer? Because he did his thing on The Masked Singer. I did. I did not see him on the Mass Singer. Oh, come on now. Where's your loyalty? You was just. Oh, come on. Wait, wait. So he was. He was on it like singing. Yeah, well, performing. So the Mass Singer, like you have all of these talent celebrities, uh, yeah. but not just not just entertainers and and singers, but so like you've had. Oh God, why am I drawing like a athletes and everything? Dion Warwick was on here. I, Cause I saw the one T Pain one because he yes. won season one. He yeah, did. so he was so Bow Wow was on season two. Yeah, he was second place. He came in second place. He lost to Candy. What? Candy and I knew, won. and they and they supposed to be secretive, and I knew that was Candy, like from just seeing snippets on the internet. I was like, ain't no way she can hide that voice. So let me tell you this. So I was a self-proclaimed the mass singer, like savant, right? I was just okay. like, okay, so I know how they do this because with the first two seasons, it was like once we the people kind of knew who it was, mm -hmm. the the they would get voted off next. Because for me, it felt like they didn't want people to know who it was to try to keep the secrecy, right? Gotcha. So as soon as it was obvious who it was, like with Dionne Warwick and Shaka Khan, like when it was obvious, mm -hmm. they would get voted off. But they didn't vote Candy off, and we all knew it was Candy. Yeah, why you don't think they voted her off? Because they wanted a woman to win. Okay. The first two that. seasons were guys. I can see that. And so I was, it was like, for she came in at a great time because they needed a female winner. So she won and then Bow Wow was second? Yep. Oh, wow. Well, I, I got to go back and watch it. I got Hulu. So yep. at least I got enough money for that nine ninety nine. <laughs> so I would definitely check that out when I get a chance. <laughs> but no, but I, I definitely wanted to be the next Bow Wow. I thought I was still going to be a kid singer at the age 21. And I'm like, okay, you got to stop playing around and so I, I got into hosting like all the events for my fraternity for my chapter lambda sigma uh clapham university omega sci-fi and then um got into like just like i say radio and then we're hosting different events all around and as i got older just continuing to host doing college tours mm -hmm. uh setting those up putting them together using those uh, relationships from doing you know, comedy that even merged into Ops Court Wars, which is something that uh, we're doing right now. And the pandemic has has us um, uniquely executing that brand. But before the pandemic, we were really, really heavy in college tours. We did about 25 schools a semester over the past two years. And the brand is only two years old. So that was super cool. Well, for those of us who aren't familiar with Ox Court Wars, talk about that. Tell us what that is and, and how it works. It is an amazing 
uh, experience. Uh, I'm so I'm so excited about it because it's something that we literally started on the internet um, with the whole just like playing music back and forth. So think of it like a DJ competition, but it's a game show. So we we created rules to. Uh, well, let's let's go back. Think of it like just riding in the car, and you're like, yo, let me see the ox court real quick, and you have different people, different vibes, and you kind of take pride as a millennial you take pride in the whole car rocking to your selective music right yeah, so we I, like, okay. I smack my son hand trying to take my aux cord all the time but <laughs> <laughs> you know but that's the thing he don't want to never mind i was about to make mm-hmm. a joke I was about to say, sometimes he don't want to listen to all of the good music. You know, right. they want to listen yeah, to the stuff. Good Jay. Good Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to listen to the stuff that they don't understand. But, mm-hmm. but you know, the good music is what we used to. Amen. Right. Amen. Um, so so <laughs> we definitely take pride in the whole car rocking to our music. Um, so we took that concept and said, okay, let's add rules to it. Let's add prizes. Let's add special guests. And now we have a whole uh, live two-hour experience that we take around to colleges and beyond. And I, I'm skeptical about just saying colleges because at the end of the day, it's music. So everybody enjoys music. Everybody loves music. We've uh, done it in the city of Atlanta a couple of times, had some good feedback, um, some good numbers. So just continuing to grow out of that and uh, something that everybody appreciates, everybody loves. We uh, on college campuses, we sold out at different campuses. South Carolina State University, we did like 2,500 students had to turn people away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Southern University packed out their auditorium too. I think it was at least 2,000 there. They had to turn people away. Uh, uh, even at Kennesaw State, in their ball, in their biggest ballroom, you know how the ballroom comes in sections, you got to open the whole thing. Right. They opened up the whole ballroom, had a line all the way down the hall wow. of the student center. And then once we started the event, they just had to open the doors and just oh, let wow. people stand in the hallway because there wow. were so many people there. That's so, a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, man. So de- definitely something that uh, people love and appreciate. So it's um, an honor and a blessing to build a brand that, you know, caught fire that quick and then you kind of see some of the uh subsidiaries of you know what we were doing and just that concept becoming more popular Mm -hmm. so of course we have to find new ways to be innovative and new creative ways to execute our brand and stand out from the rest so as a millennial and i say that because you claimed it so for millennials though when you come up with dope ideas like this especially when they're started virtually and digitally. How do you protect yourself? Did you all copyright Oxcorp Wars and, and do all of the language and the LLC, you know, all of that business side of it? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I was even telling my lady the other day, I was like, I want to start doing some more monologue. Well, I'm trying to get around to your question. I know I talk a lot, so just bear with me. <laughs> Hang in there, right? So I was telling my lady the other day, I was like, I want to start doing like some more acting stuff and posting some monologues and everything because people either know me two ways. They know me from the stage of being silly or they know me as a real businessman, right? So on the business side, it's some things that I just don't play with. And and it's funny because if you meet me from doing comedy or hosting and meet me on the stage, you'll never think I was a businessman. If you meet me in the boardroom, you'll never think I was doing comedy because right. it's like, I can put on those hats so well and I never merged the two. So example, well, story actually, um, when we did it like online a couple of times, I think maybe we did it maybe three times and then I played against Rodney Perry online and this was two years ago. Rodney was like, yo, this is a TV show. You really Wait, have- you did the aux cores again against him two years ago? Yep, aux okay. cores. Okay. Yep, okay. We, I played against him two years ago. And he was like, this is, and Rodney Perry is like one of my mentors. So he was like, yo, 
He's like, look, little dude, this is a TV show. Don't play with it. Get everything together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I look, I look up to Rodney Perry so much. Once he told me it was a TV show, that's that next week I went ahead and paid $900 to get it trademarked, copyrighted, nice. got the lawyers involved, made sure everything was uh, solid, got the website, um, and just went ahead and got everything in place before we got it out to the world per se. Nice. Um, that was even before, you know, compiling the team. Right now we got a, a team, I, I'll say Outscore Wars family of seven different people that execute, you know, from day to day. But that was before everything that was like, okay, so this is serious and this mm. can be extremely big. And a year and a half later, like we're, you know, going to these different college campuses and people are paying us real money to come. And not even from a negotiation standpoint is, okay, I understand Ops Court Wars uh, value has went up. So how much y'all going to charge me to come to my school? That's <laughs> nice. a great, that's a great conversation to have. Yeah, not, absolutely. <laughs> not, not we only have X amount of dollars. Can y'all come do the Ops Court thing? Because that's how the conversation started. Right. We only have X amount of dollars and I see y'all do the little ox thing online. So, <laughs> the little ox thing. The little ox thing online. So can y'all come do it for my students? Uh and it was and, and at first it was yes, because I was like, okay, from a business mind, we need the footage. We know what the event's going to do. Let's go ahead and get the footage. Let's go ahead and um start building the hype. And then a year and a half later, it was how how much this thing costs? Because <laughs> <laughs> my cause my students won't stop talking about it. Oh my God, I gotta bring y'all. So great problem to have. That's so cool. So I know that you said that your your mind shift has changed. You no longer want to be a rapper. And early on, your your goal was to make it to Atlanta. So you've made it to Atlanta. You no longer want to be a rapper. So now what? Uh, getting into acting, right? So just from the entertainment side, um, hosting, doing comedy, of course. And then, you know, I have an agent now, Gil Talent, out of Atlanta, and what well, they have offices in Atlanta, Chicago, and New York. Okay. So yeah, man, just continuing to audition. They send me a lot of auditions. Um, and I'm blessed because a lot of people have agents and they don't really get auditions like that. I probably at least get about three or four a month. So I'm like, okay, you got to you got to dig in. You got to go ahead and book something. But uh, I can't say anything about my agency because they sending them to me. <laughs> I'm just like, they, I'm just like the, the uh, casting director ain't calling me back yet, but but I'm definitely doing them and uh, just that consistency and having that face card. So that's something that um, is the next level is the next step for me. And I'm just a creative. So always like writing and uh, wanting to direct and produce my own projects. So I'm excited about that. And to be in Atlanta, especially with, you know, Tyler Perry Studios and everything being shot in Atlanta, there's a lot of opportunity here. And I'm just not not waiting on my opportunity, but working for my opportunity. Nice. And that is a great segue to people who are moving more to digital. How do you think people can grow in this digital age? Because we're obviously in quarantine now, things are shut down and people have to be innovative. So how does that look for you going forward? How do you think things are going to change now versus how they were before? Because our normal is no, there's never going to be normal again, right? So we have yeah. to create a new normal. Uh, I think just, I'm, I'm feeling people forehead before they come to the crib. So if you got a slight uh, fever, then I can't work with you. But for me, Mm-hmm. I definitely want to tap into different uh, creatives and continue to like work and build with different people. But it's going to be less than 10 people. 
So you'll <laughs> Oh, that, I bombed that one. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. I tried to get around to it and it never worked out. That's one thing about doing comedy. You can always acknowledge when something don't work. We can, but we can move on from that one, right? So uh, and you know, I'm going to leave this in too because yeah, 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 for, for sure, for sure, because you because you don't win every time, but you know, but you know, my God is the finisher, Amen. <laughs> So now, but I've been continuing to work with people. So you can definitely check out my Instagram, jdeuce1911. You'll start seeing some uh, more consistency with like different skits and sketches. And I even do this whole uh, great hosting one-on-one series thing where I just give uh, young people tips about what great hosting is separate uh, versus, you know, just hosting. So, And that uh, makes me think because it's hard to be a comedian, right? And a host. And it's so funny because I swear I'm funny, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that I'm fu- Thank you. I appreciate that. But I know that I could not stand in front of people and do an hour long show. Like, I just feel like my funny, and for people who will hear this, I do not take it back. I feel like there are certain comedians who are only scripted funny. Like, Mike Epps to me is scripted funny. Tiffany Hash mm. is scripted funny. And so how do you become a comedian that's not simply scripted funny? Uh, I think that just being vulnerable and telling your stories. And I, I'll even the two examples, I don't know if I would agree with you, right? Mm-hmm. And not from a respectfully, but not from a stand-up aspect, I think that they're more improv funny, mm, right? Okay, so yep. so in movies and, and things, they'll thrive because they, because I, and I can notice it too. I can, when I watch a movie, I can notice what's been written down and what they're improv mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of their stuff is more improv and just letting them go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like stand-up funny, like to be honest, that's more of a script right? Because you have to have your timing down and you're just reliving things in the moment. Like, so you'll, you'll see the people who are doing really good right now, like Kevin Hart, you'll see, you know, even when you call out the Chris Rocks, the Eddie Murphys, the, you know, those great comedians, but that takes time. And even if you're not writing your script down, that takes night in, day in, day out, night in, night out of doing that same material and finding out how do you get it tighter? How do you get it tighter? How do you get it tighter? So when you're used to not um, having to stick to a script to be funny, when you are doing the stand-up special, when you do see them on stage, then it could be a little bit harder because they're so used to just flying off of the handle and like just on some in a group, just being funny, just being the funny person all the time. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's different than being on stage and putting together an actual stand-up set. Like, like D. Ray Davis, when he did his uh, stand-up, mm-hmm. it was funny, but he even admitted, like, yo, I ain't used to trying, I ain't used to sticking to no script like this, so I'm trying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so I think, you're right. So I do, I will change that, because I do agree that they, I'm sh- they're funny people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, there is a difference, and I appreciate that, and thank you for that, because there's a difference between, obviously, scripted improv and stand-up, you know, so I, there's so many nuances in comedy. My God, who knew? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, but, at the, but at the end of the day, funny is funny, right? right. So um, a lot of times what people see you on first, that's what, that's what they might love you the most at. Mm-hmm. It's not too many people who are hilarious across the board. 
Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. You might be super funny in your discipline, but it's like, okay, stand up. I know that, you know, Ronnie Jordan and Tyler Chronicles are going to kill on stand up. I mm -hmm. know with these sketches, I can go and I can make these sketches. I know with hosting, like any given time I could, you know, give one liners and work with the DJ and have energy and all of that. So people excel in different aspects of it mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it, it boils down to you know your individual creativity your you know point of view on different things and that pen if it's not and if it's not a physical pen people still write in their minds and hold on to the things that know, that they know are going to work and things that they know that don't work so do you follow and i don't want to necessarily say emulate but take from and pull because so there was a i guess I'm trying to be politically correct. So when JB Smooth came to Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. It was it made national headline went viral that he he bombed like really bad or you know like they booed him off the stage and things of that nature. So when you see things like that happen cuz I know like with sports, you know like you watch the tapes. So would you go back to his performance and see okay well I can see well that failed and that flopped and this he shouldn't have done. Like do you all do that? I think that everybody studies people, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I can always be honest and tell people, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just want to be the best host in the world. So doing comedy actually helps make my hosting better. I don't want to be the next Kevin Hart or anything like that. I want to be the first Jay Dukes. Mm -hmm. And so I do actually go and I study people just to be, just to look at pacing and kind of like, okay, maybe this happened because this heckler or they didn't address them soon enough or this happened or that happened. But as mm -hmm. far as like material, some people are, some people are going to relate to you, some people not, right? And right. Uh, and uh, and I've had to learn that over the years because, like you say, comedy is not the easiest discipline in the world. But I had to learn it over the years is sometimes you might have the same um, dish, but you got to present it in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people look at Atlanta as like hood or uh, urban comedy or whatever, but some, but you might, you know, go to a, a mainstream room where they don't look like us. And if you like our programs, like this is this is what I'm going to feed the people and this mm -hmm. is how I'm going to feed it to them. Then it's just like, I don't really know what you're talking about, sir. So uh, you might get, you might get like the, like the murmurs and the people like, Ooh, like who's right. next. But right. then if you got uh, a rowdy crowd, you gon' you gon' get booed. They ready for the next person. And uh, you know, Kedar, uh, yes. my, one of my mentors too, my big brother, Kedar Widow. The funny thing about Kedar, he told me one time, he said, booing is the, is the most polite thing that you actually can do. Like really? from an audience's standpoint, mm -hmm. it sounds rude, but, but think, of, think about not doing good for three minutes and somebody's like, boo, get off stage. Right. I also think about not doing good for three minutes and they let you stand up there for the next seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, nay, they just talk, they just talking to each other. Ain't nobody listening. Oh, yeah. And oh. it's just kind of like, uh, hey guys. Oh yeah. Oh, I so, never even thought about it that way. Like, <laughs> so, in, so in a, in a sense, get off stage and go work on your material and come back. Right. So it's kind of yeah. like, so nah, that's interesting to me that, um, yeah, you know, if somebody tell you boo, get off stage. I don't think they're saying that we hate you. Go kill yourself. They're saying, uh, you might need some work. Because mm -hmm. we ain't really feeling you right now. Right. No. Right. So you mentioned your lady. And so obviously we'll talk about relationships, you know, and in that dating space. And ah, how, yes. Uh, <laughs> 
so I can can bring this in because I I know a, a tad bit about your relationship, and I think it was cool because what I, I'm saying like, I, I'm not there, you know. I'm just saying I see outwardly, and so I, I want to bring up how dating influences not only your career but the changes in yourself. So I know that a lot of the traveling you weren't traveling before. And, and doing a lot of uh, the things that you do now. So how is that growing a career while at the same time growing a relationship? Uh, my lady's awesome, right? And so she uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Uh, she, push, she pushes me, so that's cool, mm-hmm. is that I actually have somebody that wants to see me do well because uh, in the past it was a, uh, I need you focused on me, you not giving me enough time, mm-hmm. uh, you not giving me the love that I need and that I deserve. I'm like, I'm trying to build something. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, sir, go build. <laughs> I'm gonna be here. So so come come love on me, but definitely go build. Cause if this if this gonna drive you crazy, I don't want you around me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, thanks. Right. And so, <laughs> and so she definitely is, is super supportive and you know, chimes in when I want her to, chimes in when I don't want her to, and just want to see, <laughs> just want to see the best, you know, for me as a person, which uh, translate to for us in the future. So that's an amazing thing to have somebody that's that supportive. That is wonderful. So I know that you are taking classes. You said that, right? Did yep. you say you were taking classes? Okay, I just want to make sure that I had that right information. So, if like, I, <laughs> if I did, if I didn't say it, I am. You know, shout out to <laughs> Dwayne Boyd inside at this uh, <laughs> Network. So, yep, make it happen. And so, with that, I know that some people, there are people who have been in the industry as a whole, not just comedy, but in entertainment, who have been in there for years, but still take classes. So can you speak to the importance of learning regardless of how long you've been doing something? Yeah, uh, it's staying sharp is definitely a thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like being in the gym. If you don't work out, you're going to end up losing it. So I think that classes are just a way to work out and it's a huge networking tool. Um, So if you do look on my page, the last uh, couple of skits and things that we've done, we've we've just been utilizing actors from our class. And so people that we know, people that we trust and that we can get work done, you know, efficiently. So yesterday we shot a new parody that's going to be hilarious. Uh, The week before that, we shot like four skits in one day. Mm. And so just being able to hit the ground running and just uh, get the work in and just kind of giving ourselves a shot. So that's one thing that we, um, you know, discussed yesterday. It's just like, okay. Like we've been doing these auditions. We are familiar with some casting directors. We are familiar with some people in entertainment in Atlanta, but we want to start building something to where when we do get in front of these different casting directors and these uh, and these different um, big wigs in entertainment, they can go, oh, I've seen them before. I like their stuff, right? So it's just finding out innovative ways to put ourselves in the forefront because we got to work for it. Nobody's going to give it to us. That's so true. Well, Jay, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. Let everybody know. Yes, yes, yes. 
Well, well, I I know you got to got uh, places to go because you said I don't normally give people my Saturday, but uh, I do not but, give people. Uh, my but <laughs> sir, I could I could do ten thirty to eleven. I look up; it is eleven oh one. I but got to get out of here. So listen, let me tell you. <laughs> no, and I, you know what? <laughs> she said. She said. All right. Well, last question. You ain't even say last question. You ain't say uh, as we are wrapping up. It was like okay, that was good, and it's eleven. Thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> you know what? I am not going to play with you, sir. But no, because I do that. And I'll say this for everybody that's listening. I want to be respectful for everyone and of everyone's time, right? And mm-hmm. so I put a time frame in there because I don't want anybody to feel like they need to prepare for an hour or make sure that they are engaging for an hour because you know we have short attention spans right nah for sure and so, and so it's like okay yeah that was good uh-huh oh it's getting boring yep time to tune out so i don't want anybody to feel like that if the conversations go over because to your point what i appreciate and i hope my listeners appreciate is that 30 minutes went by like that, right? Yeah. So it's like, you didn't know it was 30 minutes until I said something, which is great because we can keep the conversation going. Some other conversations have been like, oh, okay, it's only been 15 minutes. When is it going to be 30 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I definitely love it. Hit it and go. Get all the good points and, you know, we we make it happen. But, you know, I I love talking to you. And so. Yay. But, but, yeah. but I, I will say I appreciate it because I, I promised my lady a picnic today. So oh. I got to go and get dressed and do that. So I, so I actually can talk about, well, continue to talk about how amazing she is. Because if I don't make this picnic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the next conversation. We'll be coming on again about things to do with your mate while in quarantine. <laughs> Man, I think, I think I'm going to set the picnic up in the apartment. I don't know what I'm about to do. But I know if I ain't there, let me go on and get dressed and get out of here will not be there though no i'm we don't live together i'm saying oh oh oh, oh okay. i'm saying if, if i i mean yeah we in love but we don't live together. <laughs> so give me give me some time to get my life all the way together i appreciate the support but uh <laughs> I can't even get you know you know where i can find a picnic basket because i think i'm gonna do the whole thing i don't tuesday or tuesday mornings if you have a tuesday morning by you okay okay you know, you well know. but it's not tuesday morning i don't even feel comfortable going to tuesday morning and it's not tuesday morning i just feel like that that should be a no-go oh god okay so <laughs> does what does what does Let Walmart? everybody know how Walmart. Yes. yes, you can go to Walmart. But I want a real picnic basket. I want like a Red Robin Hood picnic. You should have ordered on Amazon three days ago if you have Prime. Well, she wanted she wanted the picnic today. She talked about it yesterday. So so I'm more so I I'll tell you this. In my uh relationship, I am a lover, but I'm also a magician. Because whatever she wants, I got to make it happen. No, that's right. And I take pride in doing that. So I'm going sh- to see you some pictures of our picnic. I don't know what I'm going to wear yet because I don't, I don't have like a picnic outfit. I ain't never done this, but I've been watching uh, tutorials on YouTube. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm say, a- look, make sure you have on some khaki shorts, right? And put your sweater over your shoulders. And, you know, so you can be like, um, like Jake or someone from State that, Farm. Like- <laughs> that, that would be extra. Okay. <laughs> 
think I'm I think I'm doing jogging pants in the hoodie. I don't think I'm really gonna. Uh, gonna hoodie, it's gonna be ninety degrees in Atlanta. What are you talking about? Yeah, cause that's how you get the toxins out your body. Is when you tell them where you, they can find you. Make sure they let them. All right. Okay, J uh J A Y. So J Dukes nineteen eleven on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow Oxcore Wars on Instagram. A U X C O R D Wars. Shout out to the whole team. Shout out to my family. Shout out to my lady. Shout out to my mama. Cause every time we do an interview, she think I'm blowing up. So thank you. Because the last one, I she was like, oh my god, I'm just so proud of him. You see him with the PR diva. He just and she showed everybody at church. So I was like, okay, I got to do this one. So, <laughs> Hey, mama. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you so much. You are amazing. Continue to be amazing. And I appreciate the support. appreciate the love. Jay Dukes, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Make sure y'all follow him. Follow Aux Court Wars. And we will tune in next time to There's Food in the House. Woo, woo. So gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast. We got food at the house. I'm just saying, though. We got food at the house. Yeah. We got food at the house. Yeah, we got food at the house, you don't need nothing fast Gotta take a different route, yeah We be lit, we ain't never gonna switch We lit, we ain't never gonna switch We lit, we ain't never gonna switch If it's made for the real, it's forever gonna fit We lit, we ain't never gonna switch